0: continue our study in God's armor that Paul has outlined here in Ephesians chapter 6 the text is found today in the verse 14 we considered the first of the pieces of armor last Sabbath morning now in verse 14 stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth having on the breastplate of righteousness so we're dealing today with the Lord's help with the breastplate of righteousness the apostle Paul told the Galatian believers for ye are all the children of God by faith In Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Galatians 3, verses 26 and 27. When Paul mentions baptism here, he's not talking about water baptism, but rather He's speaking about the moment a sinner repents of his or her sin, is washed in the blood, saved by grace and brought into Christ. They're brought into Christ. Water baptism never saved anyone. The great Ulster preacher W.P. Nicholson used to say someone may get it may be wetter but he says they're no better and that is true we need to be saved by the grace of God when we're saved by God's grace we're then brought into Christ if you like, baptized into Christ Paul says that all who are in Christ have put on Christ and so having put on Christ that means that Christ is to be seen in us. We are to be clothed in Christ. I find it interesting that the apostle uses the same phrase, the same words, when speaking about the Christian armor. We mentioned there in Galatians 3, verse 27, for we as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ now we read here in our text put on the whole armour of God so we find that Paul uses the same phrase put on Christ and put on the whole armour of God indeed whenever you look at the seven pieces of the armour seven the number of completeness it is a complete armor it's the perfect armor so when you look at each of the seven pieces of this armor that we are to put on we see Christ in every one of the pieces Paul said your loins gird about with truth John 14 verse 6 the Lord said I am the way the truth so we put on the armour we put on Christ the breastplate of righteousness Jeremiah 33 verse 16 the Lord our righteousness and the third piece of the armour we have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel that brings us to Christ again because the Lord Jesus Christ is the gospel we know Paul's great words I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ that is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth then the apostle speaks about the shield of faith verse 16 Paul said to the Colossians since we heard of your faith in Christ that again brings us to the person of the Lord Jesus the shield of faith we see Christ the fifth piece of armor Paul says take the helmet of salvation verse 17 and he also said in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 9 and we obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ there's no salvation in any other person or any other place or any other way that's why the Lord said I am the way not one of many ways I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the Father but by me and then the sixth piece of the armor Paul said take the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God Take the Sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God but sure is not who Christ is. He is the Word of God. John one and verse one Christ is the Word. And then finally the seventh piece of armour, Paul says in verse eighteen Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Here we see Christ. Our Savior once again. Praying always. As part of the Christian armor. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. So what do we read in in Hebrews 7 and verse 25. The Lord Jesus Christ. He ever lived to make intercession for us. He's praying for us. He is our armor. Each of the seven pieces of the armor that Paul describes here, each one of them points us to Christ. And as Paul told the Galatians to put on Christ, so when we put on the Christian armor, we're putting on Christ. And when we put on Christ, we put on the Christian armor. Christ is our defense. Christ is our protection against the wiles of the devil. He is our armor. So let us now look at the second piece of the armor. And our subject this morning is living a life of holiness. Because that's what this is about breastplate of righteousness speaks of living a life of holiness. It's a subject you don't hear much about these days. Holiness. Holiness of life. (laughs) The breastplate of righteousness speaks to us of holiness. First of all, We consider the description of the armor. This piece of armor is described as the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate on a Roman soldier covered his body front and back. From the neck down to his thighs. So we see that it was, first of all, it was a guard. The breastplate acted as a guard. A soldier without his breastplate was dangerously exposed to the thrusts of the enemy. It was especially needed to guard the heart. Isn't it? That part of the Christian that Satan focuses on? The heart of the Christian. Isn't it that part of the Christian that Satan focuses on? He will always take aim at the heart. As Paul speaks of the fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 16 and let one of those fiery darts of temptation penetrate the heart of the Christian and Satan has gained the victory Satan has gained the victory it's not how he got Judas Iscariot to completely surrender to him and to do his bidding for we read in John 13 verse 2 and supper being ended the devil had been put into the heart of Judas Iscariot Simon's son to betray him the heart of Judas was exposed to the fairy darts of the wicked now we point out Judas Iscariot was never a child of God never is the son of perdition but to lead him to act out this hellish betrayal to betray Christ Satan aimed at the heart of Judas Iscari and that we need further convincing that Satan will always aim his fiery dart at the heart of the Christian. We only to consider that man called Ananias. Remember Ananias and Sapphira. There, in Acts five, whenever the believers and the early church there in Jerusalem were selling their possessions and the money they received from the possessions they were giving it to the church laying it down at the feet of the apostles but Ananias we are told sold a possession and kept back part of the price he professed to give all that he had gained from the seal of the possession he professed to give it all to the Lord and do his work but he didn't he kept that part of the price and what did Peter say to him? Ananias why has Satan filled thine heart why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price Acts 5 and verse 3 now do we see why the apostle Paul says having on the breastplate of righteousness exposing the heart to the fiery darts of the wicked there's no telling there's no telling what one dart from Satan's bow will do to the Christian we see what it did to Ananias and indeed Sapphira his wife fairy darts will aim at the heart as well as the breastplate of righteousness being a guard guarding the heart And it is no ordinary breastplate It guards the heart and is also a breastplate of godliness because it's the breastplate of righteousness. There cannot be a better protection for the heart of the Christian for the Christian to walk in righteousness and holiness consistent with their position in Christ. speak about their position in Christ every Christian, every person who receives the Lord Jesus as Saviour is brought into Christ and is justified by faith has the righteousness of Christ imputed to them and received by faith you think of that the righteousness of Christ God's son the son of God who never broke the law they kept the law the righteousness of Christ is imputed to the Christian and received by faith what does that mean? that means that in the eyes of God we are as righteous as his own son is that's our position that's our position but Paul is here speaking not so much about our position but our practical position how we live out each day if we have received the good righteousness of Christ then we are to live each day live a life, a life of righteousness a life of godliness a life of holiness that's in keeping with our position in Christ that's for how we're to live no man can live righteously who has not had the righteousness of God in Christ imputed to him or to her people think that they do the best they can and we've all heard it haven't we go around the doors to give out gospel literature and you'll meet somebody as sure as anything you'll meet someone who will say well you know I do the best I can Uh, and my minister has told me if I do the best I can I'll be in heaven best anyone can do will not move them one inch nearer heaven and take them to a lost eternity for it's not what we do it's what Christ has done his finished work no man can live righteously No man can live acceptably in the eyes of a holy God who has not received the imputed righteousness of Christ, who has not been washed in the blood and who has not been saved by grace and born again. And Paul here says, having on the breastplate of righteousness means means of the Christian is to live a godly holy life holiness of life living such a life living a holy life will thwart the wiles of the devil will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked turn to Romans please. chapter 6 Romans 6 verse 12 Paul says, Romans 6, verse 5: Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Let not sin reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Don't be a servant to sin. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God for sin shall not have dominion over you for ye are not under the law but under grace neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto God unto God as those that are alive from the dead for you see the sinner is dead in trespasses and in sin and the Christian is to yield themselves unto God and live for God notice that word instrument there in the verse thirteen of of Romans six, neither yield your <coughs> members as instruments of unrighteousness. And thing, that word instrument is a word that means weapon. It refers to a weapon sin is a weapon sin is a weapon it's a weapon of unrighteousness and it will slay the Christian if they have not on the breastplate of righteousness and are not living a holy life so Paul says having on the breastplate of righteousness we're to live righteously we're to live a godly life we're to live a holy life and we're to live it unto God unto God not unto ourselves we're to live unto God and we have on the breastplate of righteousness we'll conquer sin and quench all the fairy darts of the wicked you will never lose out By living a holy life. The Lord will bless the life. That is being lived on to him. And they live a holy. Righteous and godly life. May the Lord enable us to live that way. By his grace. And we will. If we have on the breastplate of righteousness. so the breastplate serves as a guard the breastplate deals with godliness and this breastplate of righteousness is genuine like all the other pieces in the armor it is genuine because it's the armor of God it's the armor of God and that is our standard for day to day living righteousness holiness godliness as defined by God as defined by God no we as Christians do not set our own standard I know many do. They set their own standard. And that standard is quite a bit lower than God's standard. The only standard the Christian is to live by is God's standard. What God has set out in his word. For someone like those Pharisees Romans 10 verse 3 They, being ignorant of God's righteousness See, they don't know anything about God's righteousness They, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God That's it No, they don't want to live by God's standard. The one who set their own standard <clears throat> because their own standard, they're able to bring in a little bit of the world. They're able to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, but they set their own standard. But God's standard is very different. Be ye holy even as I am holy for without holiness no man shall see the Lord what do you think of that? without holiness no man shall see the Lord no man shall see God (coughs) self-righteousness will never thwart the fairy darts of the wicked self-righteousness will never defeat the devil. Self-righteousness isn't link with the devil. Because there's no threat to it. No, it's a genuine armor for it is the armor of God that must be put on. And that includes the breastplate of Righteousness. So we have considered the description of the armor. We notice also that it's a defensive armor, this particular piece, the breastplate, <coughs> also tells us that as Christians, why we must put on the whole armor of God. Verse eleven, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil you pointed out the number of times you have the word against we're against 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 the devil, against the wiles of the devil we're against all that God is against and we're to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. In verse thirteen again, wherefore take on to you the whole armour of God that you may be able to st- stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago the battle cry of the Christian should be No surrender. No surrender. Stand against no compromise no giving in not an inch notice what Paul says here in this verse 14 Paul says and having on the breastplate of righteousness having on and so here he speaks about being consistent for he says having on in other words Paul is saying having on the breastplate of righteousness be sure to keep it on he's saying you have it already have it on, having on you already have it on well make sure you keep it on righteousness is a matter of the heart continually continually it's not something we piously and fraudulently display one day in the week no righteous living holy living godly living must be maintained seven days a week, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Consider the parents, John the Baptist, Zacharias and Elizabeth. He was their testimony, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the. Commandments and ordinances of the Lord, live us. They were both righteous before God. That's the important part. What we are before God, not what we are in our own in our own minds but what we are before God walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless, Luke 1 verse 6 there you have examples of two people living consistent lives, walking in holiness of life they were both righteous before God no no they didn't put on a show like the old Pharisees to impress anyone those old Pharisees there they would stand in the street corner with their long flowing robes and pretend to be praying that people would look upon them and say oh there's holy men there But the Lord exposed them. The Lord said they were white and sepulchres full of dead men's bones. They were hypocrites. But that wasn't Zacharias and Elizabeth. We're told they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. Blindness. they lived a holy life that's what matters what we are before God having on the breastplate of righteousness is something we don't take off we're to live holy lives day by day So we're to be consistent breastplate of righteousness but also speak to us of our conduct since it is a breastplate of righteousness that would surely refer to our conduct to living righteousness turn please to Titus Paul's epistle to Titus Titus chapter 2 verse 11 and 12 (coughs) for the grace of God and bring us salvation and appear to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously. There it is. We should live soberly, righteously, ungodly, and godly in this present world but God says we should live righteously and so there Titus speaks about the Christians conduct Paul said that by the grace of God we should live righteously and godly in this present world Paul speaks to Titus about how the Christian should live. Should live. That's how we ought to conduct ourselves in this present evil world. Remember why we're to put on the armor Why that we may be able to stand against wiles of the devil living a life of righteousness and holiness will indeed thwart the wiles of the devil Paul says in Ephesians 4 verse 27 neither give place to the devil as I said there's no compromise he said not a lynch to the devil neither give place to the devil Live a life of godliness and holiness and righteousness. There will be no place for the devil. James tells us, James 4, verse 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So you know the best way to resist the devil, live a life of holiness. That's the best way. Live unto God. He will flee from us. For we live a holy life. There will be no place for Satan. In the life of the Christian. He strives to live a holy life. That means. We consistently have on the breastplate of righteousness, as well as being consistent as well as referring to our conduct, and we speak to is also being conspicuous. Obviously. The soldier has on a breastplate Well you can see it. everybody can see it. It's very conspicuous. Now, apply that to the Christian. Let the Christian have on the breastplate of righteousness, it'll be seen. Others will see that person, that believer, living a righteous life. They'll be able to see it. We already mentioned Zacharias and Elizabeth were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. They were righteous before God, not only blameless before God, but blameless before man. Nobody could point the finger at Zacharias and Elizabeth and accuse them of being hypocrites. Righteous before God. Their profession before man was consistent with their position in Christ. And as others looked upon Zacharias and Elizabeth, they saw Christ in them. What a lovely testimony. What a lovely couple they must have been. They had put on Christ. And people looked upon Zacharias and Elizabeth. That's who they saw. They didn't so much see Zacharias and Elizabeth, they saw Christ. That's where it ought to be. When others, when the world looks upon us, let the world see Christ in us. To Zacharias and Elizabeth, there was a Christ likeness about them. And really, that's what Paul's talking about here. Having on the breastplate of righteousness, Christ is our righteousness we are to put on Christ and if we put on Christ that's who people will see they will see the Lord Jesus in us it's where to it be we've considered the description of the armor <coughs> the defensiveness of the armor Finally, we have the dependability of the armor. The soldier going into conflict will be depending on the breastplate to protect protect his vital organs, including his heart. So as Paul tells us, having on the breastplate of righteousness, can we depend on such a breastplate? to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked that breastplate of righteousness is dependable we have here before us first of all the assurance we are assured we are assured that the breastplate of righteousness will keep Satan at bay he assures us that having on this armor will give us victory over the devil. He assures us that whatever wiles the devil <coughs> may throw at us, the breastplate of righteousness will protect us. The whole armor will protect us. Indeed, if you live carefully. And the words of Paul here. Three times. Paul assures us. That the armor. Will protect us. Notice those words. May be able. Verse 11. May be able. Verse 13. Shall be able verse 16 three times over Paul then says this armor is able, able, able to protect us able we can depend upon God's armor we can always depend on God anyway we can depend on God's armor able, able, able to protect us we can take Paul at his word. We can take the apostle at his word and be assured that the breastplate of righteousness will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Not able to penetrate that breastplate. You notice? Notice that little word, all. here in our English version just three letters Mm -hmm. all able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked all of them so that tells us the breastplate of righteousness and indeed the whole armor frustrate the devil and all his fairy darts not one of them will penetrate the armor doesn't matter what arrow or dart Satan has in his quiver this breastplate will quench them all. Praise the Lord. The breastplate of righteousness, holy living, will quench them all. So we have the assurance. And there's something here about the Almighty. It is, of course, dependable because verse 11, verse 13, it is the armor of God. And that's not all. Turn, please, to Isaiah with this we'll one close. Isaiah 59. We wonder is the armor of God dependable? We wonder is the breastplate of righteousness dependable? we turn to Isaiah 59 and we read verse 16 (coughs) and he saw Isaiah 59 16 and he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercession therefore his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness, it sustains in verse 17. Speaking of God. And he put on righteousness as a breastplate. And an helmet of up salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing. And was clad with zeal as a cloak. Now we know God is a spirit. But here the prophet speaks about God defeating his enemies. And he has on righteousness as a breastplate. Because we know God's judgment is always righteous judgment. That's what the reference is there. To God judging righteously his enemies and as such he had as it were on the, right, the breastplate of righteousness you talk about is the breastplate dependable so that we could use the term God wears it as we see there in Isaiah 59 verse 17 God put on the breastplate of righteousness living a holy life As the Paul's talking about you. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on, don't take it off, having on the breastplate of righteousness. And the Lord, by His grace, enable us to live a holy life. A holy, godly life before God. Lord willing, we look at the next piece of armor. Your feet show the preparation of the gospel. That's far as the hands together. our dear Lord we thank you for the word that instructs us teaches us shows us by Lord we are to live to live as Christians in this evil and wicked world Lord may we take to heart the words of Paul Having all the best in a righteousness. Lord, may we always have it all. Living a righteous, holy, and godly life. Before the world. Before God. That others will see Christ in us. Christ, the perfect gentleman. Let us Lord be like him, full of grace and mercy and love. Dear Lord, for any who are not able to stay, may thy blessing go with them. Lord, for those of us who will stay meet around the table, Dear Lord, we please to draw very near. Bring the scenes of Calvary before us. We pray that our Saviour's holy name. Amen.